Welcome to the A-Game Podcast with Nick LaMagna, digging into the minds and experiences of some of today's brightest entrepreneurs in real estate and business, along with Hollywood stars, UFC fighters, and your favorite rock bands. People that have figured out how to overcome obstacles, take chances, live boldly, and no matter what they do, they always bring their A-Game. My guest today on the A-Game Podcast is Brian Lubin. Brian Lubin is a phenomenal human being with an amazing story. I have the beautiful introduction for him there, but you'll hear a little bit of his story. But it's a guy who is making six figures plus, mid six figures, climbed to the highest ring of the corporate ladder, only to realize that he wanted to be nowhere near where that was and literally turned his whole life around and decided to buy a one-way ticket to Europe and literally never look back. So he wound up spending the next whatever years he's been doing this for now traveling the world around and finding his way to create passive income and turn his passion into a passive income business and from there he started the action academy podcast he literally does an episode every single day he has the action academy he has a fantastic book from passive to passionate that i cannot recommend to you guys enough and he's got a fantastic social media where he literally has been traveling all over the world living in multiple cities multiple states multiple countries i think he's out of austin when he does this episode but i mean he's been in spain he's been in greece he's been in all, all over the place so the guy's just inspirational he's literally doing what everybody always dreamed of doing when they retire but he's doing it now in his late 20s early 30s so so many good things and the guy's so wise behind his years where the amount of guests he's come across, the amount of people he's come across, the amount of knowledge and life experience from his travels, from his business, from the amazing stuff he's put together where he can now do whatever he wants and have that income coming in and now start to help other people who are mid six figure generating professionals, CEOs, entrepreneurs get out of that nine to five hamster wheel and literally go and live the life that they want. And this is a guy who's truly doing it and done it. And the lessons from time management to mental clarity to defining missions to writing down your goals to eliminating negativity to hiring people to scaling your business to buying real estate to buying businesses to analyzing businesses like everything that you would want from start to finish for every level of entrepreneur business owner or real estate investor you're at you're going to get a ton out of this podcast and probably out of his as well. So I uh, cannot say enough good things about Brian Lubin. He comes highly recommended from guys that I very much respect, like my buddy, David Perea. I recently had David Leco on. He was uh, singing his praises too. So the guy's got a great social media. He's got a great band. He's got a great podcast. He's got a fantastic book. And he had a fantastic interview here on the A-Game podcast. So definitely don't turn this one off. Definitely stick around and listen. Look at the show notes for all the ways to connect with him, his podcast, his book, all the stuff he's got going on. And of course, while you're there, Nick, 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 dot com slash links l-i-n-k-s that is the way to subscribe and listen to all the episodes of this podcast and the way we can continue to get great guests on like brian lubin who drop fire and bring you guys all this amazing content for free is for you guys to please like share and subscribe i cannot ask you that enough it is a big deal to take one minute and just jump on any of your podcast places you watch or listen if not go to nicknick.com slash links l-i-n-k-s and just like and subscribe wherever you go also on social media, 
Follow us, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, wherever you get your stuff. We're going to be posting clips from Brian Lubin's show and the way that he continues to know that he's reaching you guys and he should tell other people to come on and reach you guys is by you liking, sharing, interacting with the social media. So if I'm not popping up in your feeds, please follow me. Look at nicknick.com slash links, write to me, and I'm happy to follow you back and we can start popping up and you can just leave a little like, a little thumbs up, leave some questions for Brian maybe as he posts some of these clips and that would go a really, really long way. But the big thing here is I want to do real estate together. So in 2024, let's make this happen. If you would like to buy real estate from me, if you would like to sell real estate to me, or if you don't even know where you want to start, you just figure you want to do business with me on some level, maybe partner up, text me the words real estate to 516-540-5733, 516-540-5733, or DM me the word real estate so my assistant can scrape it through and send it off to me, and we will start that conversation. I'll jump on a 15-minute call with anybody to figure out if it's a good fit and how we can work together. So definitely do that. And last but not least, if you're looking for a free checklist to bring more values to your buyers as a real estate broker or wholesaler, go to nicknicknick.com slash biggerpockets. Thank you so much, Brian Lubin, for coming on. Thank you so much for you guys listening. This is a banger of an episode. You're not going to want to miss this one. Check it out. Brian Lubin, thank you, sir. A-Game Podcast. Have a fantastic day, everybody. All right. My guest today is an entrepreneur, real estate investor, business owner, author, podcast host, and inspirational social media star fighting out of Austin, Texas by way of Georgia. He started his journey in the corporate world in sales, won the national title of sales rep of the year, and reached a diamond level of the top 5% in his company, and reached one of the highest points in the corporate ladder, only to realize he did not like that view. From there, the legend began. He left his corporate job buying a one-way ticket to travel the world and document the entire process through his podcast, The Action Academy, his media company, Sex the Media Group, and buying businesses, and of course, as we talk about a lot here, investing in real estate. He now travels the world and has been over to 31 countries and counting while continually building his brand and passive income while he follows his passion. He just released an amazing book that I just recently finished reading called From Passive to Passionate and is on a mission to help people become wealthy finding fun, fulfillment, and freedom without sacrificing everything in their world to do it. Please welcome to the A-Game Podcast, all of my favorite people's favorite person, Brian Lubin. Crushed it, dude. <laughs> I, I just need to use that as my intro for my podcast, man. That was awesome. <laughs> I'm Anytime. excited to be here, and thanks for having me. Dude, you've been, you've been super cool about reaching out. Even like when I, whenever I like your stuff and post, you're like, dude, I'm going to book the podcast. And I was like, I appreciate that. I didn't want to feel like I was pressuring you. I just liked your stuff, man. You're you're awesome, dude. So uh, way overdue, man. I'm super impressed with you. Uh, I was already impressed with you. And then I read your book and I started doing more research on you for this podcast, man. It was just incredible. I know I just stole a lot of your thunder, but is there anything in that background that you want to add to that amazing track record? No, man. I mean, that 30 seconds just about sums it up. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it's just... um. You know, everybody's so quick for the sound bite. Everyone's so quick to make, you know, spend all their energy and attention on focusing on like the 60 second reel of the TikTok or, you know, how do I, how do I position myself to look like this superstar? And, you know, for me, I think that the value is in the long form. So, and I tell people, you know, it's very difficult to bullshit after, you know, 500 hours, right? So it's just like who you are is who you are. And it's a lot easier of a game to play when you're just that person 24-7. You don't change who you are based off of the content, based off anything. So, um, yeah, it's it's I've had a very interesting journey. I've put a lot of intentionality and focus into, you know, pulling off um, what I thought to be impossible goals and impossible results. And we pulled them off in a short time frame. So I'm excited to really dive in any direction that you want to in this podcast to help everybody that's listening pull off the same because, 
that is my that is my purpose that is my path that is my mission and vision is to help a million people be able to leave their jobs so that they can fully you know live the lives that they're designed to live and so your 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 job is the thing that's preventing you from doing that and while 99% of people are supposed to just work and be employees because otherwise without them the world wouldn't revolve and it wouldn't you know work um the people that listen to this podcast and my podcast and podcast in general, my theory and my hypothesis is that they are uh, either the 1% already or they're wanting to be that 1%. So with this podcast, we'll help them get there today. I love that, man. So there, there's a million different directions we can climb on. And I think there's probably a, a number of different tiers that we'll touch on over the course of this talk. But one of the things that there were so many moments that I stopped in your book and I just highlighted and I was like, man, like, and again, we'll talk about the book, but I, I'm going to read it multiple times and go back and like take these actions because it's not the type of book that you just want to just read and be done with it like there's things in there that kept like making me stop in my tracks and be like wow and one of them i believe the if i, I might butcher the wording a little bit but you said stress burnout sickness divorce and chronic fatigue better known as the american dream and it was like <laughs> yeah. boom it was like man like it's so true and uh I, I thought it was such a, an interesting thing because as somebody who got where most people want to go, I, I don't want to steal your thunder in the story, but getting to this point where you technically hit where you wanted to be and realized that you were not actually going to have more freedom, you were going to have less, I think is a really crucial point that when people hit that point in their road in their life where this is what I was chasing and I'm not sure I really want this anymore, they don't have the courage to make that change. So tell us a little bit about that point in that journey where you actually realized that you needed to change your life and what made you actually take that action, the Action Academy, because most people I don't think will. They'll just keep going on that path because they've already come so far down that road. Yeah, the I think Naval Ravikant had a quote on this, which was, let's get everyone rich so that they can realize that it's not the answer to happiness. Let's get everyone rich first so that they realize that, right? So um, the reverse context also applies, which let's get everyone everything that they've ever wanted so that they can realize that it was never the answer to what they were seeking in the first place. Um, so kind of my backstory in a nutshell was I, I left college, I went into that corporate sales position, and then I was hell-bent on being the best. You know, it's just how I was wired. And I said, okay, I'm going to go do this thing. I'm going to perform, I'm going to put every single blood, sweat and tear into making sure that I pull this off and accomplish this goal because people are telling me, Hey, you're not going to be able to do this within, you know, five years. I was like, I'm going to do it year two, watch me. And it's like, I pulled it off and I got everything I ever wanted. I won all the awards. And I did all the things and I got the trophies and it was the PowerPoint presentations that had my slide on them. It was beautiful, man. <laughs> and, uh, and I started looking and I was just like, okay, what's next? And I started looking at my boss, my boss's boss, and I just realized, I was like, ooh, okay, you know, this five, 10-year trajectory moving forward is not where I actually want my life to go, you know, because as a sales rep specifically, and there's a lot of people that are listening to this, um, that this applies in a different context, but as a sales rep specifically, like you become really proficient at, you know, selling. And you enjoy going out and get in front of people and talking to people. You don't enjoy prospecting. That never becomes enjoyable. But you enjoy the presenting part. Like, that is what you're trained to do. And then being a sales manager, which is the next promotion, is just admin work. So you're admin and you're coaching and you're hiring and you're DMing people on LinkedIn and you're sitting in your office all day. And I was just like, that's my personal hell. And then on top of that, then that sales manager has more accountability and more people down their throat because now their VP is, is doing check-ins with them, you know, multiple times a week. Whereas as a sales rep, as a top performer, I was able to just be off on my own and I could do whatever I want, just bring home the bacon. 
Then you become a VP and then the VP is even more scrutiny. And now they're on Zoom calls every 15 minutes. And now they're just doing all admin work, all busy work. And then you just come to the realization that, holy shit, I don't want any of that. And then I do this task and this activity I talk about in the book called calculating your hourly rate. And I did that. And, you know, even though I was making a quarter million a year, maybe my VP was making 350, 400,000. If I'm able to pull my quarter million off working 30 hours a week versus his 60, I'm actually making more per hour than he is. So advice I give to people is look at your boss's boss. And if that person isn't who you want to be, then it's time to plan your escape. But if you're super inspired by them and you want to be them in the next five, 10 years, like that's where you'll get if you kick some tail. So then you can continue pursuing it. So what you were talking about when it comes to stress, burnout, sickness, divorce, chronic fatigue, um, it comes from a lack of clarity because all of us are in this mad dash to get there, but none of us actually take time to define where the hell there is. Most people that are listening to this podcast, I would venture to say everyone listening to this podcast, but I'll give you guys the benefit of the doubt and maybe hope that 1% of you know what the hell you're doing. And this applies to people at... 100,000, a million, 10 million, 50 million, you know, and you see this in billionaires as well because they're not happy because they've never defined what happiness actually looks like for them. So it all comes back down to what do you want? What are you optimizing for? Because if you hop in this car and you start driving, all we care about is the vehicle. And I talk about the entrepreneurship car dealership in, in the book. And all we talk about is the vehicle on all these podcasts. We're like, I want to drive the Ferrari. I want to drive the Lexus. I want to drive the Toyota. Like I want to invest in real estate, multifamily, Airbnb, um, self-storage. I want to buy businesses. I want to buy a laundromat. Mm. I want to do flips. I want to do sub two. And that's all we effing talk about. Good God. How many podcasts do we have where we're talking about this stuff? Not one singular podcast are we talking about. This is why we're doing it. That's the easy part. The part that you guys are so hung up on is the easy part. How many thousands of people, not hundreds, how many thousands of people have pulled this off? Like, it's not that difficult on paper. And we think that this is the roadblock to our success and to our dream life. It is not. How many thousands of people do you know that have invested in multifamily successfully? Tons. And not only, not only have they done it, they've documented it. They've documented it over and over again. How many books, how many podcasts? Nobody is talking about, okay, well, why? Why are we doing this? Where are we going? So everybody gets in these cars and I'll get off my soapbox. <laughs> they, and they drive down this endless freaking highway. And they're just driving and driving and driving for weeks, months, years, decades. And maybe they even have their family in the car with them. And they're just mashing the gas and they're redlining that vehicle. And then all of a sudden they, they look behind them in the, in the rear view and their, their wife and their kids ain't there anymore. Where the hell did they go? They barrel rolled out the car five years ago, five months ago. And maybe they didn't do it physically yet, but maybe mentally and emotionally they have, you know, and these are my dudes and girls at, uh, it applies to both sexes. These are my dudes and girls at the 10 million mark. And they've got maybe 4,000 units in their Instagram bio, right? And they're still redlining that freaking vehicle. They've, they're driving down this endless highway. They've never defined a set of GPS for where the hell they're going. So why would your wife and kids and, every, and your friends and your relationships all just sit around for this infinite car ride? They won't. They're going to leave you. 
because you need to define where you're going. So everything comes back down to the power of a crystal clear vision and clarity. Once you have clarity and once you have confidence, the cash flow works itself out. It's very simple. The clarity and the confidence is the hard part. The clarity comes from doing, sitting down and doing the damn work to figure it out and taking the time, energy, and effort. And then the confidence comes from the doing. So I'll pause there. A bunch of different directions we can take it. Yeah, man, that was deep. I, I like that. You got me fired up, man. That was the roller coaster of emotions you just took me through. <laughs> That's good stuff. So I'm still writing in a review. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny because you talked about the clarity. You're talking about the vision, and I, I think one of the uh, the opening scenes in the book is is you kind of living out like what your vision was of this mm -hmm. is where like I'm actually here. I'm in this place. And when you're talking about the hotel, have you ever seen the the movie The Wrong Missy? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dude, this scene when she walks into the hotel with David Spade and she's like, oh, I freaking made it. Like, I, th I was thinking of you during that. I was like, yeah. that was walking around being like, I'm here. I made it and stuff like that. So my my follow up there is, you know, when I talk to people, you know, some of my friends have been UFC champions. You know, I've had friends that are from the podcast that are U uh, Super Bowl champions. And a lot of people like they get to this pivotal moment where they're sitting there with Bruce Buffer and Dana White's putting the belt around your, your stomach or your waist or whatever it is. And you've depressed you've this thing. Yeah. And it's like, it's not, you hit it. And now you're like, I don't have that feeling that I felt I was going to have. So for you sitting in that amazing hotel in Greece and looking around and having achieved this thing, that was like the pinnacle. Was there a level of that? Or was it level, level of achievement, a little bit of sadness? Like what, what was going through your head at that point? There's a handful of moments in life where I've been able to be fully present and enjoy it. Um, that was one of them where looking back, it was just like, I spent that, solid i spent a solid two or three months where i was just like this is it like i'm really just in the moment and i really enjoyed it because there's nothing to do nowhere to go nowhere to be nothing to do in the future and i was just being um so i lived in the creek islands for a month at 27 i think i was 27 when that happened and uh that was super super cool i really really enjoyed that time and there's a bunch of craziness that happened all throughout there like um, I had a tenant that was supposed to live in one of my units that I had left and then they backed out. So all of a sudden there's a $1,500 net profit hole. Um, uh, my car that I gave to my buddy to Turo out while I was gone, my personal car. Um, I forgot to update the registration. So I got repoed. Um, and then I had another tenant that just stopped paying rent. <laughs> oh, that happened within the first week. But, uh, yeah, dude, that was one of the moments where I was just like, Ooh, man, I really pulled this off, but there was a lot of anxiety leading up to that. You know, and, you know, when I finally got to that point, I was just like, oh, this is really cool. But the what you're describing is, you know, we all live for these mountaintop moments in life. And that's what we think that happiness is found on is um, the summiting of mountain after mountain after mountain. And once you summit a couple of mountains, especially like the Everests, right, like impo doing impossible things, you do it once, then you become dangerous because you realize it's possible. And then you never use the word impossible again. But once you do it, then you start to realize that out of the journey, you're only at the summit for maybe two minutes, two to 20 minutes. But then you spent like two to 20 days or two to 20 years or two to 20 months climbing that mountain. You're only up at the top for like 1%, but that's the Instagram picture. Mm. And we're ignoring the climb. And then so the secret to mountain ranges is once you get to the top of the mountain, that whatever mountain you're climbing right now, you realize it's the smallest mountain in the range. And so you get to the, the peak and then you all of a sudden look out and you, you're over the clouds and then you see all these other mountains ahead of you. And you're like, oh, okay. 
And then in the context of your UFC guys, like imagine they're feeling where they made it to the mountain and now they have to climb back down that same mountain and go back up that same mountain again. Like that's all there is. And then Sean White, who was one of the most winningest Olympic gold medalists, said that he was super depressed after winning. And then he won for like the sixth time. And he was just like, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to go do it again. Same with Michael Phelps. It's the same process. So the moral of the story is um, that the journey, the journey, the climb is the happiness. That is the fun. So the person that's the happy to, happiest in life and the happiest investor and the person that the money and the cash flow flows to more abundantly and easily is the person that has more fun on the journey and they're taking time to stop and appreciate the view while they're making the climb. And that person is the person that wins. And there's no more fundamental rule or law of happiness um, than that. That is the fundamental law that I have seen to be true over conducting almost a thousand hours of interviews with multimillionaire financially free entrepreneurs myself on Action Academy. That is the singular thing that comes up across all the books, all the podcasts, everything is people are like, I did not enjoy the climb. And the faster that you learn to enjoy climbing, the happier and more fulfilled your life will be. Man, that's timely words that I think uh, all of us need to rehear along our journey. My, my buddy, uh, Alex Stewart, he's uh, one of the head jiu-jitsu trainers over at Gracie Torrance HQ in California. I remember we were talking about when I got my black belt and I was like, you know, it's, it's part of the journey. And he said, never call it a journey. He's like, a journey has an end. He's like, you're on an adventure. And I was like, I like that. Ooh, that's really like good. Another, you know, I was like, oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. So dude, th there's, you turned my whole paradox on its head because I have been using this analogy of everybody in life was like, I wish I had more time. I wish I could be home more. If I just had time, I'd learn another language or I'd get into real. And I do all of it. And then everybody had nothing but time for like two and a half years. It was like, you got the time now, you're home. Like you got all these things. There's no traffic, there's no nothing. And what did everybody do? My answer is always, they all watch freaking Tiger King. And my thing was uh, like, Netflix. <laughs> anti Tiger King, because I'm like, I remember Mark Cuban was talking about like, there's going to be a time in the very near future where you go on a job interview and the question is going to be, what did you do during the pandemic? And 90% of the people are going to say, I watched Tiger King and then they do anything else. And it's going to be like, well, I built a business. I did this. And then I read your thing and you're like, I made all this money while I watched Tiger King. And I was like, that's the guy who has it figured out. Like that was the key. You know what I mean? So, so I've, I've restructured that of like, I watched Tiger King, but I watched Tiger King while I made a whole bunch of passive income from home. So for people that want to get to that point now, talk a little bit about how, like, you know, because I think that there is that thing of like, well, I'm, I'm just going to post some social media stuff on Instagram and I'm going to start a YouTube page and then I can sit home for two years and money's going to start coming and I'm going to be an influencer and a star and that stuff doesn't really happen. So you have to yeah. take action and make that happen. So talk a little bit about like that whole financial freedom paradox now, how you've gotten to that place. For anybody listening, especially maybe not like the people just starting out, starting out, but we talked a little bit earlier about how you like to take people that are already six-figure earners and figure out how to kind of get that aside, which sometimes seems harder because it's like the more you have to replace, it seems like it's an even bigger journey now. And you've made me rethink that whole thing. So talk a little bit about that. Nick, I'm just an internet guru. The only thing I can speak in is platitudes, man. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. So, I mean, there's a bunch of different ways that we can tackle what you just said, but the easiest and most efficient way to add value to the audience that's listening right now is to dissect the two terms, passive income versus passionate income. So we have this fallacy of passive income, and that's just all we've been talking about for 15 years now. And 
you know, it used to be buy a house a year, like the bigger pocket stack method, right? You buy a house, you buy two houses, you buy four houses, you buy eight houses the following year, and then you just double your portfolio every single year. And then you go to level one mindset, level two mindset, level three. But it's just to the point now where everyone's still following the same advice, and now it's a bit outdated um, because with interest rates, you know, best case scenario you're getting from a single family property is maybe $200 net cash flow in your pocket, and that's crushing unless you're doing a short-term rental, which isn't entirely scalable. So the problem that we solve is we solve expensive problems for expensive people. And so my entire, you know, philosophy is we give all the way, we give all, all the information away for free. We sell the implementation. Um, so people just need to do different strategies to be able to pull off what they're trying to pull off, which is especially leaving a six figure income. I think a lot of people are listening to this right now and they've made the realization that, Oh, even if I buy a house a year, this is not going to make any significant dent, you know, in what I'm trying to do. And people are doing that $200 of cash flow. You're going to need what, like a hundred of those houses to replace your, your $20,000 a month income. And that's not very scalable. So you have to do different strategies. So what we do is we separate passive income and passionate income. So passive income is where, you know, you buy the vehicle and then it produces you income without your time being attached to it. We all know passive income. So we step one is we figure out what life do we want to actually build? It's a four-step process. Step one is clarity. So you set a vision for your life. Before you do your passive investing, before you do anything, what do you want? So we're setting that GPS, like we're talking about the car analogy. Three years, I wire $100 million to your checking account. What's your life? What's your business look like? And that's where we begin. This is with clarity, with the end destination of mind. And so what are you doing? Who are you with? Where are you living? What are you driving? And people are so afraid of the material. Do you want a lake house? Do you want one of those freaking aeronautique, super aeronautique boats? Like that's $200,000. Like, do you want to wake surf every day? Do you want to live at the beach? Like, do you want a $10 million house? That's okay. Say it. You know, what do you want to do? Uh, what's your routine look like? You know, and then everyone is like, I'm going to do this through real estate investing or business investing. Like, don't worry about the how, just focus on the where. Focus on the where first, right? So once we establish the where, then we back into the who. So once we have the where, then we're like, okay, well, who has done that? Who's living that life right now? And then you find your who. And then once you find your who, your who tells you your how. So people do it backwards. They focus only on the how, then the who, then the where. It's flip-flopped. So first thing we're doing is we're setting the where. Now we get into the strategy, right? So now we have that defined and we say that's $10,000, $20,000 a month passive income, quote unquote, that we need to leave our jobs, right? So now we create a tactical game plan and a strategy. So before you get into your passions, the fastest way to destroy a passion is to build a business around it that isn't profitable. I'll say that again. The fastest way to destroy your passion is to build a business around it that isn't profitable. How many people love mountain biking and they move to Denver, Colorado, and they open up a mountain bike store? And it's the 97th mountain bike store in the metro area. And now they're struggling to pay the bills every single day, every single week, every single month, because they're just one of the other 97. That's the fastest way to destroy your passion is having a business that's unprofitable. So we're not to our passions yet. Um, and I'm the guy that wrote the book from passive to passionate, right? And that's all I talk about. So what you do first is you do the unsexy stuff that will support 
the sexy stuff later on. We start with our financial foundation. So we know where we're going and now we know how much it's going to cost monthly. Now we're starting to invest in assets that's going to get us there because I guarantee you none of these people that are doing the self-storage, mobile home parks, multifamily, uh, laundromats, they're not passionate about self-storage or laundromats, but it gets the freaking job done. That's what we care about first is we establish that financial foundation. Then we focus on the pass passionate income. So financial foundation for people that are making six figures, um, this is an insanely important topic. So I was making a quarter million dollars a year and $20,000 a month is a very difficult number to passive income your way out. Just plain and simple. It's very, very difficult. And anybody that tells you otherwise is completely full of shit. So for me, there's, I've chucked that down into three categories, which people need to learn. And nobody talks about this stuff. And I created it. So it's three levels of cash flow. So there's survive, there's arrive, and there's thrive. Survive is how much cash flow do you need to pay your bills? Mortgage is paid, kids' school is paid, nannies paid, food on the table. You're not going out to freaking Applebee's even, but you guys are living. Survive. Arrive is you guys have some money and now maybe you're taking the kids out. You're going to you're going out to eat once a week, back to more of a normal life. And then thrive is your income's completely replaced, right? So for me, my four numbers were four thousand dollars a month was my survive. So food, shelter, taxes, everything, like uh, my insurance, everything's covered. Arrive was $6,000 a month and Thrive was $20,000 a month. So first thing I not knocked on was not the $20,000, it was the $4,000. That's where I had my passive income cover my bills. I did not have $20,000 of passive income. It's complete bullshit. And you can get there. It's just going to take you 5, 10 years to pull it off, right? So I started with the 4000 I did it through the co-living strategy, real estate. We can get into that. But honestly, that's pretty in inconsequential in the terms of this interview. Um, but I did that and then I built that $4,000 and I was like, and then I house hacked. So I lived for free and I was like, okay, cool. Everything is covered. Like I can technically live on my own and this is covering me. Right. I had a couple properties. Cool. Now there's a Delta between that and what I'm making though. So that's the thrive number. So now there's a Delta between 4,000 and $20,000, $16,000. How do I make that up? All right, cool. So now I'm starting to ask the questions of, you know, from a purely cash flow lens, because once you start with the cash flow instead of the unit count, now you become dangerous because that's where clarity comes. So you know where you're heading. And I knew that because I was going to want to travel around the world, that was my vision was I wake up in the morning and I'm walking on my balcony in Mykonos. I'm going to do what I want, when I want with who I want. I've got no calls in the morning, all my calls in the afternoon, right? And so I knew where I was heading and I knew I wanted to travel. So can't do multifamily because I can't stay here and manage it. And if you don't have the capital in a real estate transaction, you have to be the operating partner or you have to bring the deal. Both are very difficult and a lot of work, but you need to be the money, the knowledge or the hustle to pull off a real estate transaction. And if you do not have the capital, you have to bring the deal and operate the deal. And then you can get it with low or no money down. Um, so I wasn't ready, willing and able to do that because I wanted to travel. So I said, okay, well, now what, you know, so how do I have this vision of where I want to be and how do I make it this Delta 16,000? So I started up my podcast, Action Academy podcast. And 
I just started talking and doing it and started producing a little bit of content. I didn't have any followers back then. I was just posting to my organic people that I'd networked with and real estate investors. And a lot of sophisticated real estate investors started listening to the show. And as they started listening to the show, I was talking about masterminds and coaches that I was using. And then they would start to, you know, sign up for whatever I was talking about. And those were like $10,000 packages. And I started making a 10% cut of that. And that's when I discovered affiliate marketing. Uh, and I had no idea about this. This is just an accidental business. All of a sudden, I have these people texting me and saying, hey, we had like four people join um, the group from your uh, podcast. Like, here's $4,000. And I go, whoa, hold on a second. What? Like, I didn't have to like evict a tenant, replace a roof, put CapEx aside. This is pure. Like, this is $4,000 net. Like, there is nothing else. So I built that up into a, a $15,000 a month thing, ironically, off of not that many downloads on the podcast, just because I was speaking to a specific audience. And that's what I was able to use to replace my income. So then that's that next level is now that you have your, your baseline expenses covered, your survive number, now you have confidence to take bigger swings at the plate. And then that's where you start tackling your thrive and your arriving your thrive numbers. So that's what got me up to my thrive number and people that are listening, they may be thinking, Oh, okay, well, I don't want to do a podcast. I don't have it. I don't want to do anything. That's okay. Find your thing. Because once you have the passive income as your foundation at the pyramid, you can start to build faster, the stronger that that foundation is. So that's what I began doing. And then so I had that $20,000 coming in uh, January, February, March of 2022. And then I saved up like $70,000 of cash. And then that's when I finally left to go do my own thing full time, which was now passionate income. And now your passionate income is getting paid money to do what you would already happily do for free. And so for me, that was the podcast. And so I was able to travel around the world while operating this podcast, because I knew from the beginning before the podcast even was a thing of the life that I wanted to live. And then I found a vehicle that materialized into that dream an ideal life and since that point i went to 35 countries and then in 2023 i launched the action academy community which is my core business and we went from zero to a million dollars a year in that year organically so that's where i'm at today and so i'll pause i'll drink some water and i'll <laughs> let you ask some questions if you have been kicking yourself that you didn't start investing in real estate sooner whether you're beginner intermediate or advanced any way you're looking to get in on a residential, commercial, land development, wholesaling, fix and flips, whatever it is, let's find a way to get you involved in some projects, get you some properties, whether you want to sell some properties to me, whether you want to buy some properties from me, whether residential, fix and flip, cash flow, multifamily, whatever it is you're looking for, let's figure out a way to get you involved or find a way for us to partner up on some deals. Go to www.nicknicknick.com, go on the consultation tab and figure out how to schedule an appointment to talk about where you fit in if you are not sure, or you can just reach out to me on any of my social media channels. If you go on www.nicknicknick.com slash links, you will see all the different ways to connect with me and figure out how we can start to work together make it happen. Everybody that invests in real estate always just says they wish they did it sooner. Best time to start is today. I think that that's awesome. And so a couple of things I think that are interesting there is you, you went on a, a little bit of a, a different tiers as you came across that. And I think it's a, it's very eye-opening and very interesting, but like you said, I, I think a takeaway from that is when in the middle of that, you started talking about doing real estate and you went, it's kind of inconsequential what we're talking about right now. Cause like you said, 
there's a million podcasts, even on between mine and yours alone, they have enough information probably for how to tactically do every real estate strategy. So when you yeah. talk about the difference between people who are saying, well, I've heard all the stuff that Brian just talked about, like I've heard that before, I already know that. It's like, yeah, but why aren't you doing it? And I think that that's where I, I know, I know, um, Brandon Turner talks about like the, you know, the thermostat and information. And if, if it was just about the information, everybody would have a six pack and no gray hair and like be, be millionaires. And I think, um, when I talk about that, I always, I've heard the, the term before, the most dangerous neighborhood in every city is, is the seven inches between your ears. So what is it about mindset that I think when people are new, they think all they need is the information. And they don't want to hear about the mindset, but once you get to a, another level that like you and I are on, when we talk to anybody else that's successful, all they want to talk about is the mindset. So if it was just about the information, you do a podcast every single day with information. So what separates those people that are action takers from the other people that overcomplicate it and think it's not for them or for somebody else? And, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll pause there. There's another, another off topic after that. Yeah, no, it's uh, implementation over information, which is one of the core pillars of Action Academy, Like. So everybody is in this mad dash to collect info, collect info, collect info. But we're to the point now where um, it's too much information. Like we have more information. The average American has more information, have more access to information than the president of the United States had in the 1990s. So in their pocket. So of course, nobody's taken action because they're overwhelmed. So it's not that they don't know what to do. They're just overwhelmed. That's it. So that's why I started my entire business, and that's why I wrote the book to break it down step-by-step step sequentially, was I realized, I was like, online courses are kind of bullshit. And it's not because it's the wrong information or that they're a scam. I started an online course. That was what my entire business became. I launched an online course, made $100,000 in 48 hours from one email, and then I shut it down. <laughs> And we transitioned into a community because I realized, I was like, okay, well, everybody can learn how to do multifamily self-storage. It's actually quite simple. Um, so my job and the job of any entrepreneur worth their salt is to break down the complex and make it simple. If you can't explain something to a fifth grader, you don't fully understand it. So when you actually break down any commercial real estate or business transaction into a couple of key core skill sets and steps... Um, which is because I think about this 24 seven is how do I simplify, 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 then that's when you become dangerous. Because if you really think about it, Nick, every single real estate transaction or business transaction could be broken down into a couple of steps. And it's only five. So number one, you need to learn how to lead generate. How do you get leads across your desk, right? Number two, how do you underwrite? So now you have deals. How do you tell a good deal from a bad deal? Number three, how do you submit LOIs? So now that you know what's a good deal, how do you type up the document, send to the seller and says, hey, I'm interested in buying your thing. I am intending on buying your property. Here's a letter that designates that. L-O-I, letter of intent. Cool. Now, holy shit, somebody said yes. Step <laughs> four. Now it's due diligence. Somebody said yes. How do I go analyze the property and make sure that you know the price that we agreed to is the correct price and what terms like do we want to agree to? And where do we need to come down on um, upon further anal analysis of the property? And then step five is going to the closing table and then managing the asset. That, I mean, am I missing anything? Is that not the same across self-storage, multifamily, buying a laundromat, buying a small business? It's the same process. The only difference is nuance. There's just nuance between them, but most of them can be broken down into some pretty repeatable um, action steps. And then, so that's what we do in Action Academy is, there's only three things you need. 
You need access, you need accountability, you need massive levels of action. That's it. So we can't coach action. So if I hop on an intro call with somebody and I'm just like, dude, like you're not, you have not demonstrated taking action in your life. We're not going to say yes to that person. But if somebody's like, yo, like I had this guy that I talked to on Saturday that's joining and he, this is not a pitch for Action Academy, by the way, guys, you can learn all this stuff for free. I promise you on these podcasts and YouTube, read the book, anything books, 14 bucks. But this guy was like, yo, I, um, you know, I did door to door sales, pest control. I made $300,000 in 2023 door knocking and selling pest control. Now I want to buy a pest control company. I don't know anything about real estate yet. And I'm like, stop there. Normally we say no to people that haven't bought real estate, but you already have what it takes to go big with this. You're already there mentally to answer your question. Like you're already thinking of how do I buy a team to do this? How do I buy a business to do this? I'm like, dude, you will rush. You just don't know what you don't know yet. And so that's when the nuance comes in. That's where access. You need other people that are running at your speed or people that have done what you're trying to do. So now the fallacy of this is that you that it's a scam or you'll get scammed out of your money. But the reality is that as you progress and as you become more advanced as an investor and a business owner, the rooms that you have to get into become more expensive. So ironically, the best time for you to get free coaching and training is when you're brand new and you know nothing because then you can pay with your time. So you pay to play or you seek to serve. And I got that from Gino Barbero from Jake and Gino. So great guy. Great guy. He's one of the, my favorite guys. He's been on the podcast like three times. So Seek to serve. You're going to go find the problem that that person's doing. We talk about step-by-step -step how to do this in the book as well. And you go solve that specific problem for them for free. And then that's how they will give you value because you led with value. But then you get to a point where your time is too expensive for you to do that anymore. And now you have to just pay the piper. So now it's like for me to find people in rooms that are doing, okay, now how do I scale my business to eight, eight figures a year, $10 million a year? These rooms are at minimum twenty-five to fifty to a hundred thousand dollars to enter. Um, so that's what I have to pay now. But in the beginning, you can just seek to serve. But um, for us, it's just like okay, well, ours is not nearly that much. But I'm like, okay, how do we take these like top investors, entrepreneurs, and then people for accountability and pair them back into people today? And that's the access and the accountability is just weekly. Hey, are you doing what you say you're going to do? So it's like, that's really all you need. And it all just starts with the mindset that you deserve it. <laughs> and that's what people struggle with is, is confidence, right? But everyone's waiting for the confidence to take action. But the reality is that taking action is what builds the confidence. And then that's the, if there was a defining quote of the podcast, it'd be that. And that's the point I want to drive home is, how do you become a confident cold caller? Make a hundred cold calls. You know, how do you, but I don't know if what's a good deal or what's a bad deal. What if I buy a bad deal and I lose my money and I lose investors money? Um, okay. Let's underwrite a hundred deals and better yet. Let's underwrite a hundred deals underneath somebody that has like 2000 deals, 2000 doors, 2000 units, 2000 pads. Let's just pair up with that person and they'll, they'll be like, hey, I've got deals at the wazoo for you to underwrite. Here's how to do it step by step. Go do this. Meet with me weekly and I'll give you feedback. All of a sudden, it becomes much more simple. And then you realize this terrifying thing, which is that you had what it took to do it all along. You just didn't know it yet. And now you're dangerous because now you can actually talk, talk and walk the walk. 
And now you're like, holy shit, I can actually pull this thing off. And so that's what we do. And then that's my mission now. That's my passionate income is helping a million people do this. And again, you can learn all this for free on YouTube. It's all there. Reverse sales pitch. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic stuff. You you touched on a couple of things that uh, I actually didn't even have on the agenda that I think are interesting topics for somebody like you. So I'm always curious where we're in a, we're in a place where the world changed. Where I feel like when I first started getting into real estate 15 years ago, and I started telling people like I want to invest in Indianapolis, people were like, "Dude, there's nothing there but like cows and tumbleweeds. Like you couldn't even." pull it up on like Google earth or Bing maps or whatever there was at that time. Mm -hmm. And then as social media has grown, I feel like people started realizing that everybody's kind of the same, like wherever you go, whether it's New York or Omaha or Kentucky or wherever, they're going to have their Michaels and their Walmart and their whole foods and their lifetime. Like it all basically becomes like the same thing. And people are all pretty much the same and pre people are pretty much cool. And you start to have a connection on a different level. Cause you realize like, and I think that that's where people have started now living in these other places and realizing like that there's life outside of some of these major cities. And my mm -hmm. thought process is as that grows in five or 10 years, the way people now in New York are connecting with people in Kentucky and realizing that we're all the same, is that going to go global? And we're going to realize that all this stuff that's all over the news that's making us all separate and think that the people on that side of the world, they're bad people and we're different and we're not the same. We have to be enemies. You're going to start to realize that that's not really the way the majority of the people are. The majority of the people are just like us and we all want the same things and we're all just trying to be the best we can. So being that you have literally like lived all over the world now, what mm. is your impression or takeaway of just kind of people in general as a whole after seeing so many different cultures and and personality types it gives you perspective right and that's what you're talking about so you're into brazilian jiu-jitsu have you have you gone down to brazil i have yes yeah yeah so i speak some portuguese that i've been to brazil more than any other place and it's it's look if there's one thing that you learn it's that every I call it, how do I want to say this? Strong beliefs loosely held is, I think, the best way to say it. Because we all have these internal beliefs, which, you know, there's two stages of life. Stage one is you have everything that you believe to your gut, to your core. And the only reason that you believe that is because you were raised that way. That's it. Stage one of life. Your parents taught you this and your environment that you were around reinforced it because people are like you. Okay. Cool. Stage one of life. Stage two, which is what I actually define adulthood as, is now you venture out into uh, the rest of the world, to the rest of the country. You experience people that view things completely differently than you. And now you're exposed to different ideas, philosophies, theories, ways of living, ways of being. And then you collect all the information mentally and emotionally and theoretically and, you know, spiritually. And then you process it, you chew on it and you say, okay, now that I'm presented with this additional information, which do I find to be the most true for me? And then you become a man or a woman, a full grown adult, grown ass man. Right. <laughs> and so now you have your own opinions. The problem is that most people never make it past stage one. And they stay in that small town where they've always lived with the same ideas in the same echo chamber with the same people, the same ideas. And then of course they've never challenged anything that they believe. And so when you travel, you start to see different people that believe things just as strongly as you, but they were just raised in a different part of the world. 
that's why they believe them. So then that's when all, like, so I'm Christian, so I'm religious, but that's when all the religions start to blend together and you start to see some truth in all of them. And you think that, and you start to realize everyone's kind of trying to get to the same destination. And for the most part, most of the religions you agree with are all be good, leave the world a bit better than you found it, you know, leave in each interaction with the person feeling better than they were before they met you and just be better each and every day. Like that's basically the, the premises of, of all the different things. Cause you go over to Istanbul and, you know, they're doing Muslim prayer calls across loudspeakers in the, in the city every single day. Um, go down to Brazil, the irony, right. Is that everyone there is raised Catholic and they've all rebelled against the religion and everyone's having sex and smiling. Uh, <laughs> and so, <laughs> Uh, and then same with Mexico and Latin America. I was just in Colombia for a month. And then you go over to Italy and Spain and people are just napping in the park at three o'clock in the afternoon. What American outside of somebody that's just laying on the street in San Francisco would even dream of doing something like that? That's reality over there. And so, you know, the Italians, I pick up different phrases or different ways of being from each culture. The, the Italians have a saying, it's dolce far niente, the sweetness of doing nothing. And I couldn't fathom that as an American until I went there and I lived there. And I was just like, okay, huh, this is different. And a lot of places do that, you know, in, in Spain, they take siestas. You know, the, the shops and the restaurants close down from like 1 to 4 to 5 p.m., and everyone's back home with their kids and their families and they're making love, they're sleeping and making more kids. Right. So, you know, it's just like, and then it's a productive society. Now Americans are, you know, foot to the pedal, let's go, go, go. But I was just like, I've seen a lot of different cultures now and, you know, I like to blend them all. So I go through different phases and different seasons, but at the end of the day, um, Americans move too fast or too focused on speed. And I used to be like that. And corporate conditions you for that to where speed to speed to lead is is life. But that's not where life is found. And so everybody is so confused and they're like, I don't, I just don't know what I want. I just don't know who I am. And I can give you the answer to why that is. And that's because you've never slowed down enough to process it coming from a guy that was very, very fast. And I still move fast, but it's just in seasons. So I sprint and then I rest and then I sprint and then I rest. And during the rest is when you answer those questions that you're looking to answer. What makes me happy? You know, what, what fires me up? What makes me feel alive? Do I love the person that I'm actually with? Mm, right. Or, or we do, do we just have kids together? Um, all these things. And then that's the three levels of freedom kind of in closing, you know, to, to wrap all that up is first is financial freedom. Let's get every everyone financially free. It's not the end. It's the beginning of life. Um, phase two is, me is um, mental freedom, like time freedom is number two. And then mental freedom, mental emotional freedom is number three. So number one is financial freedom. Number two is time freedom. Freedom of schedule. So now you have margin, right? You can go take a nap in the middle of the day. You can go walk in the park, read a book, you know, walk under the stars and just actually take that time to go walk in the woods and ask those questions. And then that's number three is, okay, cool. What do I actually want to do in life? What am I meant to do? 
you know, so we could go on these podcasts, we could talk about all this real estate and stuff, but candidly, it's like, I make 10 times more money today. You know, we're doing like 150,000 a month. So it's just like, I make 10 times more money today thinking about this stuff and slowing down than I did when I was sprinting, because think about it. I was working 80 hours a week in corporate, making a quarter million. Then I started slowing down and doing my own thing. And I made like five, 600,000. Then I was like, okay, well, how do I help other people instead of me and go from me to we, and now we're making millions. So now this year, I'm like, okay, how do we do five to 10 million? And then, so the goal this year is how do I net a million? So first is how do you make a million? That's how do you net a million? Then how do you pay a million to your team and people that you care about? Then how do you give away a million? So when you start thinking about it in context of other people, then you become infinite. And so that's why I want to help a million people. Because if I help a million people, that's a million families, and then their kids grow up in an entrepreneurial household, and then maybe they become entrepreneurs. So then that's like 4 million people. And then, you know, then they're expanded out. Maybe that's 10 million people. And then so my goal in 2024 is how do I reach 100 million people? So then by that point, it's like a billion people. And then I'm 29. So by 35, I could pull it off. And then whatever's next in life. It's sick, dude. It's so awesome. You remind me of like these... uh these UFC prodigies where they come through and they're like on the big show and they're like, this guy's only 21 years old. Like there's no way if he continues, he's not going to be a world champion. And I feel like that that's you, man. You have so much potential and you've achieved so much already. And, uh, you know, touching on that now, the, the lessons for the age you are in life versus the wisdom that you gave in your book. I mean, I was going to read your book anyway, because you were coming on the podcast and hear good things, but I did not realize the level of depth and content and like lessons and analogies that like the the words you chose, the analogies you chose, the action steps you gave, man. Like I I, I can't say enough good things about it, man. I immediately called my business partner and I was like, you, you have to read this book and you and I are going to go through it together and we're going to take these action steps together. So I thought it was awesome. And like, even like what you were just talking about, the analogy with the cheetah and like living your life like a cheetah and like the sprints and yeah. stuff. <laughs> Talk a little bit about uh, about your book, like the name, where people can find it, what made you write it, like what you like about it, what you didn't like about it, anything about the book. Let's talk about the book for a minute because it was great. Sweet. Yeah, 1,137 hours went into the book. Um, it's super cool. I I wrote it and it like I, I wrote the book in the way that I like the book teaches. And I did it intentionally, just like Alex Ramosi, like advertised hundred million dollar leads and all the ways that the book teach or taught, sorry, maybe that, maybe I don't know how to speak at all. Um, <laughs> but I did the same thing with like action. So I'm really good at taking action and taking down massive goals and breaking them down into bite-sized chunks. And so I knocked the book out and then I edited it, edited it 19 times, um, <laughs> across all the different countries. So I, I did a week in Switzerland, uh, where I was out on my balcony editing, you know, I did Italy, I was editing, uh, Croatia, I was editing, Montenegro, I was editing. So it was super cool is I edited the book while I was traveling around the world. And so it's called For Passive to Passionate, How to Quit Your Job, Grow Your Wealth, and Turn Your Passions into Profits. Half of it's mindset, half of it is tactic. So um, I've had people read the book and they said, hey, I'm not into real estate or business or entrepreneurship at all. And I got to like the halfway point. I really enjoyed it. And after that, I hated it. I was like, dude, honestly, that's the greatest compliment you could have ever given me. Because of course that person wouldn't like it. It's super tactical. Why would they like it after the first half? But that first half was very applicable to everyone because we talk about all the different mindset stuff um, that actually is practical. We don't talk about it in a woo-woo, but like in a way that you use it. So like the psychology of change, of goal setting, of vision, of 
We teach you how to create the vision. We teach you how to approach mentors and bring them into your life. We teach you how to, you know, view your relationships and, and wealth in general before you actually jump into the deep end of the pool. We teach you how to buy businesses, start your own, build economic models, save on taxes, buy real estate, all the sexy stuff. And so that's the book. It's the it's the one step, you know, roadmap for people that are going from employee to entrepreneur. And even at the end, we teach you how to build your org chart, how to hire, how to get it in an executive assistant for the first time, all this different stuff I didn't realize. And to your point, the reason I can speak how I speak and know what I know is just because I just talk to really interesting and smart people every single day. And I just ask questions and I just implement what they teach me and tell me. And so, you know, it's just after a thousand hours of that, I'm like, okay, you know, and then implementing it and proving that it works. I'm just like, I'm just a proof of concept, man. I'm not the guru. I'm not the person that's like got any original crazy ideas. I'm just one that am really good at taking, like meeting interesting people, getting into their world, learning what they teach me and then implementing it. Really good at that. So that's the book. It's literally step-by-step step, everything we talked about it's 15 bucks you can get on amazon that's the only place it's at um and then the book if you like the book you'll love the podcast the pod there's a giant qr code for the podcast as soon as you open the book and it's we do it daily so every single day i podcast across 35 countries seven time zones uh, we make an episode every single day uh, we do about 100,000 downloads a month we interview multimillionaire entrepreneurs uh super fun and then lastly, if you're the 1% of people we help, 99% of the people will just help through the book and through the podcast. But if you're that 1% demented individual, that's like, yo, uh, I want to work with you guys. I already own real estate. I want to move faster. I make like 100000 a year. I need to replace this. That's the community. So we have 99% of the people for free. And then we got the 1%. We're like, okay, you want to dive in the deep end? Let's go swimming, brother. Uh, so that's everything. It's all Action Academy. So again, you could Google me anywhere. I'm easy to find. I love that, man. Now the, the podcast is fantastic. There's so many different things between the book and the podcast that we didn't even touch on. You just had a recent one I listened to about hiring with stuff you got from, I think, Gary Keller. That was okay, amazing, yeah. like really, really cool stuff in there. You have so much good time management stuff that I had like 50 questions on. Then we could talk about all the other podcasts you've had about how to actually make your podcast a business and all these other things, man. Like the, the rabbit hole of anything you're wondering from this episode, you can find that Action Academy podcast that's some way, shape, or form. And so I definitely want to push that, man. We didn't even get to talk a little bit about that. But something that's been a very prevalent to me as we kind of wrap this up here is one of my good friends jasmine recently became an astronaut and she is literally on the not on the moon right now but she's in space right now she's the Sick. she's really the commander she's the mission commander of the united states space station right now and she was this badass like marine pilot and all those things but she wrote a book report in second grade about wanting to be an astronaut and everybody was like that's so cute you should be an astronaut and i always wonder like when you're little everybody supports these goals and these dreams and then at some point, I think you talk about it in your book about how adults steal each other's genius because your genius is really when you're a kid. And to me, I'm always like, well, what would life be like if everybody just always encouraged everybody else to go after their dreams and, and believe that everything is possible? And I feel like that's where the community changes. And I talk a lot about algorithms that if you start looking for a dishwasher, all of a sudden, all your social media, all your Google shit is dishwashers. So if all you're thinking about is impossibilities and negativity, the people and the places and everything you're going to start to see, your brain's algorithm is going to be impossibilities. So if you can surround yourself with a community of people that are already on the same mission and already achieved those things, we can get back to the point where you're around people that are 
appreciating you and encouraging you like you're a little kid. And I feel like that's where a community like Action Academy comes in and helps people do that if I'm if yeah. I'm based. But that's the kind of stuff. That's where I see value in things like that. Yeah, it's just people, you know, and you can find people 100% for free too, like your local real estate meetups. You can go to Bigger Pockets. You can go to, um, there's so many Facebook groups and so many different things. It's just like for us, we just serve high performers. So, I mean, it's like, yeah, there's so many different places. But if you go to like Action Academy, yeah, you have to be a high performer. You got to be moving and shaking, but we'll take you. Uh, <laughs> but for, as soon as she said that, I was just like, dude, would she do a podcast interview in space? Is that possible? Like, could she do it? So she she's have- she's got Instagram and she's got email. And I literally just wrote to NASA because she was on my podcast before she left. And now I have so many more questions. And NASA literally wrote me back and was like, when she gets back to planet Earth, we can schedule. Damn it! And it, it sounded I like to do a podcast in email, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was about to email her. If you uh, want to have Rod, I'll definitely link you up, man. I think that would be cool. I'll ask if there's a way they can do that. I mean, there's got to be, right? They got to. It's 2024. I mean, yeah, that may be the first podcast ever done in space. That'd be sick. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you the email for the NASA rep. We're gonna see if we can get yeah. it going. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, I do. But yeah, when it comes to Action Academy, like I said, and you know. I could just pitch it. Right. But there's so many different ways that you can do it. Like for me, I did it the slow way. I just did it the old fashioned way. Personally, I went to a local real estate meetup. If you're in any major city, I went to one every single month for four and a half years. I did two or three coffee chats for four and a half years um, in person. So you could do it like that, or you could just fast forward all of that and just be like, Oh, well, here's all the best people right here in a small group. we got like 300 people in there. So yeah. Fantastic, man. Uh, I know we're getting tight on time. Do you got like five more minutes or you got to go? Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. I got one more question before we kind of plug everything up. Um, And I'll kind of do this because I'll clean it up in a second. But being that you have done so many podcasts and talked to so many amazing people and surrounded yourself with so many amazing people, I had Jordan Harbinger on my podcast once and he was telling me how he a great guy. So he, he was um he was talking about how he was supposed to have somebody on his podcast. And then they they didn't show up or something happened. So somebody owed him a favor and he basically strong armed them to let him interview Kobe Bryant. And they were like, okay, well, he's like, I'll show up at the hotel, I'll sit there all day. And he went through this whole thing about like how he was able to get this interview. And because of the effort he put in to get it, I didn't care at all about Kobe Bryant, but I was like, dude, the fact that you went through all that to do that, I'm gonna listen to that episode. And when I listened to it, I became a Kobe Bryant fan because Every impression of what I thought I knew about him turned out to be totally wrong. And I was like blown away by the things the guy was saying. And I had him so wrong in my head. And I'm just really glad I listened to it. And I always think about that now, like what's really going on below the surface. So is there somebody that you might've had in your podcast or in one of your groups that you had that thing where maybe you initially didn't see them for something and they wound up just flipping it and you saw that they were like this just amazing different perspective on that person that you took some values away from? Um the opposite because by nature of the podcast and the amount of traffic that we get, I'm not going to take an episode unless it's somebody that I already like know, like trust or respect. Um, so I haven't had anybody on where I'm like, Oh, this guy's a douchebag. Like prove me wrong. Right. But I have had people where I'm like, Oh, this person's legit. And I have them on. I'm like, no, you're kind of a douchebag. Uh, <laughs> and, th- and I don't post their podcasts. So it's happened in the, in the inverse where I've had people on and I'm just like, who I was like, I don't like anything that you said. And I think that what you're doing is not very, you know, uh highbrow. And so I don't post the podcast. So to answer your question is the opposite. Like I had some people and some, sometimes it's people that are like well-known 
I'm just like, whoo, that one was a rough ride, brother. <laughs> that makes sense though, man. I tell everybody some of the best mentors in my life have shown me what I want and some of them have shown them what I don't want or who I don't want to be. So equally as important a lesson, man. Well, dude, this has been awesome. I appreciate how cool you've been about keeping in touch and giving me your time and especially like your book, man. So for people listening, what are some of the quick ways to connect with you for Action Academy, for the podcast and for the book? Yeah, I mean, just type in Action Academy on every podcast player. You can type in from passive to passionate online and then you'll have that um, in Amazon. And then that's where you find me. If you want to do Action Academy, like the community, it's within, you can find it from either of those. But the podcast is what I normally send people or the book. Cool. Pre preferred social media channels for people to follow you? Oh, just my name. It's just Brian Lubin. Awesome, man. Well, I will obviously post all of those live links for all the stuff you have going on in the show notes. You, sir, are somebody who brings your A-game to everything you do in life. This interview has been no different. You 100% wore your A-game to this podcast today. Any final thoughts before I let you go about your day today, sir? No, dude, you crushed it. You're a great host. And the intro, from the intro to the outro, crushed it. Thank you for so much for having me. I appreciate you giving me the time. And Brian Lubin, ladies and gentlemen, have a fantastic day. Thanks, guys.